0: Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Shakina. Now, uh, firstly, let's just take a look at uh, the global manufacturing PMI data that's coming out today. What can we expect there?
1: Yeah, well, you know, we saw China already coming out this morning, as you mentioned, and we're seeing uh, the UK and the Eurozone coming out later today. Now, uh, you know, the China number was obviously very, very disappointing. Um, you know, we saw new order sales declining uh, to, to, to a five-month low. We saw the overall manufacturing PMI index slowing to a three-and-a-half-year low. So there seems to be no respite for the Chinese economy, uh, Sakina. And, you know, we're likely to see further stimulus measures being injected into that economy from the uh, People's Bank of China in order to prop up economic growth. But uh, why this is relevant for South Africa is obviously, you know, we're unlikely to see any respite for commodity prices until we see a stabilization in the Chinese economy. And it's been a bit of a perfect storm for them, hasn't it? Uh, you know, we've seen a, a, a crashing of their stock market uh, this month, which has obviously precipitated, um, you know, this, the, this uh, massive decline in confidence. And uh, we've seen businesses slow down investment in the manufacturing sector, and uh, this has resulted to weakened demand. So new sales orders has plummeted. Uh, you, the, the, they continue to shed jobs in the manufacturing sector. And, uh, you know, overall the picture looks fairly grim moving forward as new sales orders also decline. So the number not looking good in China, and uh, we, we're going to need some uh, urgent stimulus to be to be announced by policymakers within the region in order to stabilize that economy and, and, and get growth back on track. You know, we say, the Sakina, but at the end of the day the Chinese economy is still forecast to grow around 7% or marginally below that. It's just that uh, the market has become so accustomed to double digit growth from China for such a long time, or 8% plus growth from China for such a long time that 7% is just not going to cut it when the rest of the world is growing as slowly as it is. And because mm-hmm. they're demanding as much of the world's resources uh, uh, commodity based economies are obviously hit the hardest, the likes of Brazil, Australia South Africa, and that's why we're seeing part of the reason why we're seeing these currencies taking such a significant whack as well um, over the last couple of weeks. So, all in all, uh, the Chinese number is disappointing. Although we're expecting a slightly better number from the eurozone, uh, recovering from the pits of the recession and uh, starting to recover very marginally from from uh, the, the sovereign debt crisis. So, um, yeah, all in all, not a great number from China, but let's hope the UK and the, and, the, and the eurozone number can continue to impress as, the economy, as both the economies have been on an improving tra- trajectory for the last uh, couple of months.
0: I suspect we'd take 7% any day, Nadir. But, um, you know, looking at uh, the uh, gold sector and the wage negotiations that have been going on for quite some time there now, and um, seemingly no closer to reaching an agreement because Amku uh, seems to be the latest to have rejected the latest wage offer.
1: That's right, Sakina. So I'm going to represent about 30% of the 95,000 workers in the gold mining sector, and they've indicated that they'll reject the offer of a thousand rand increase um, with a hundred rand increase in the living allowance uh, within, the gold, uh, within the gold sector. And they, they're remaining firm to their 12,500 rand offer. We saw num uh, coming down to nine and a half thousand rand, but it's still worlds apart from what the gold miners are offering. Now, you know, this is obviously creating a lot of uncertainty uh, within the sector which is already plagued by very low uh, gold prices, already plagued by increasing costs already plagued by very weak uh, free cash flow and uh, you know it's just a sector that's really been dogged uh, well, by, by, by stigma and um, under investment and uh, very, very low returns for the last couple of years. We've obviously seen um, gold miners have cut their uh, gold mining share prices have come off vociferously on the back of this. I mean Anglo Gold is now trading at under 80 rand a share Sakina. I mean that's it's it's, it's brutal what's happened to that share price in the face of all the uncertainty facing the company. So until we see a materially higher gold price um, these companies are going to continue to battle under the auspices of increasing wages and I suppose um, you know one of the things that the gold gold miners in South Africa the gold mining companies in South Africa did have was access to cheap labor and you know the chickens are coming home to roost now and that no longer seems to be the case as South Africa has become an increasingly unequal society. So let's see what Uh, comes of these talks, but uh, it's not looking great at the moment, Sakina. And if we do see um, strikes within the gold mining sector, and it seems to be getting to that point, um, as Joseph Matundjo addressed uh, the the UNCO members yesterday and said, if it's necessary to march to the gold mining companies' offices, they'll do so. Um, You know, it's just going to create further uncertainty within the sector and unfortunately be a drag on South African economic growth. So let's hope that some resolution can come. Within, some speedy resolution can come within the sector um, so we can avoid the further strikes within the economy.
0: Well, Nadir, um, you know we're going to leave it there for this morning, uh, but uh, personal consumption data coming out of the U.S. also, but we'll talk about that tomorrow.